This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. All right, welcome back to GTC. As we wrap up today's show, and uh, oh, we're just uh, lost. I can't get the feed there. Connection's a little weak. I hope you can hear me out there in Radio Land. For some reason, it just gave us the old drop there. Bob, are you with me here as we wrap up today's show? I am. I can hear you loud and clear, and uh, I think everyone else could hear you loud and clear too. All right, thank you, Robert. Uh, as we're trying to make our way through here, <laughs> these home studios are different, but at least we get to bring you a show. Listen, a public announcement. Hopefully, hopefully Scully's still listening this morning because uh, 1965 Hogan versus Sam Sneed is available for anyone who's got golf TV, which is uh, uh, PGA Tour Live, NBC Sports Gold, to the rest of the world outside of the U.S. And uh, Shell's Wonderful World of Golf, Hogan Sneed, 65. That'd be fun to watch if you had a, a, an hour or so this afternoon to watch a little golf, no? Yeah, I'd love to watch that. Listen, there's, I did hear as well that, uh, that they're going to replay all the uh, big break shows uh, coming up. So that's there's one for you, too. Good look at our friends. Yeah. Watch the one from Prince Edward Island. Remember that? That that's right. That's right. My I remember my uh, my looper buddy Kip Henley was in uh, I believe the Vegas season uh, of the big break. So, Bob, we got lots going on. I I know TV's been shut down for Golf Talk Canada on hiatus for now. Like a lot of the great uh, TSN programming, but everybody's staying active. We, we dropped the the video podcast uh, every Wednesday morning. Um, on, on tsn.ca. Uh, but, uh, you're, you've been very busy. I've been, I've been following you and reading you all week. You had a ton of content this week on tsn.ca. Do you have any plans, any ideas of, of, of what this week looks like from you from a tsn.ca perspective? Any stories you're chasing or are you just trying to keep your eye on, uh, on the news as it comes out? Yeah, essentially going to try and keep my eye on it. There's always, this week, there was a lot of different stories. I expect next week will be similar. You know, we're wondering what's going to happen with the RBC Canadian Open, and I had some wonderful conversations this week with people involved there. Uh, I'm trying to do a check-in now once a week with one of our PGA Tour players, our Canadian players, or LPGA players. And uh, yesterday I posted a, a little update from David Hearn. Um, so there's there's no shortage, I think, of things going on, and, and some of it's a little bit unfortunate because it means... We're canceling tournaments or we're postponing tournaments, and uh, but we're going to just keep pumping it out and, and stay busy. And I, I got to tell you, the last two weeks, uh, my, I'm finishing my isolation today uh, after coming back from the Players' Championship, so I'll be able to, to go out at least outside the door here for, for uh, later on this, uh, this week. So um, it's nice, but I've been so busy these last two weeks. There have been so many stories and so many things that we've been covering and the other side of it uh, is we're going to probably do a little bit more curling coverage as well. I know some of our listeners are probably curling fans as well, but uh, we're going to start doing a little bit of that as well. Yeah, I, I've been staying busy as well. Like, thank God for our video podcast and, and things like that that have been, been keeping me you're, busy. You're yeah, I got I to gotta comp- Sorry, I got to jump in and compliment you on your Instagram 
uh, a little chat with the Z-Man and, and your Brunello. And uh, th- those have been really fun to watch and, and great entertainment and lots of back and forth with our, uh, with our listeners and, and your fans. It's been really neat. Thanks, Bob. We're, you know, we're all trying, like you say, to just uh, kind of figure out our, our way to stay connected with people and, and stay busy. And, uh, you know, we're all trying our best. So thank you very much. And we're going to continue those uh, things. So I will say this. Uh, make sure you're going to tsn.ca and, and following Bob on social media because he's pumping out the stories. And if you want to know what's going on in the world of golf on the daily with that, this ever-changing news like Bob suggested, um, stay on top of that. He's pumping out content like you wouldn't believe. Uh, our video podcast drops every Wednesday morning, and we need to hear from you. The one thing I've really enjoyed is doing that video podcast. I know we've only done one, but it really gives Bob and I an opportunity to talk about things that are fun and interesting that we just don't get a chance to do here on Golf Talk Canada Radio. Uh, like a day in the life of covering a golf tournament for Bob and I was one of the main topics in, in episode one inside the TaylorMade Tour van. So please uh, tweet us at Golf Talk Canada. We'll be doing our next podcast, video podcast next week. So tweet us at Golf Talk Canada or reach out to Bob and I on social media and let us know some topics that you'd like us to cover in the video podcast because it's been a lot of fun and we're listening. So if you hit us up on social media, we'll do it. We'll talk about it. So that's the video podcast every Wednesday morning. It drops every Wednesday night. I'm going to keep doing my live Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Uh, a, a glass of Brunella with the Z-Man. Last week, Bob, as you know, we got into some non-golf-related items that peeved me off, but I had to get it off my chest. <laughs> and uh, we'll keep that going as well, uh, just trying to stay connected with all of you. And, of course, if you've missed Golf Talk Canada, you're tuning in late, you can always get the podcast on iTunes or at golftalkcanada.com. Bob, stay safe. My isolation ends today as well. Maybe we'll go outside, get a breath of fresh air, and if it warms up, I'll smack some balls in the backyard. So stay safe, and do me a favor. If you don't watch Tiger King, go to Episode 5 and find the funeral scene, okay? Can you do that? <laughs> I promise you I'll do that before we chat again. All right, all right. And I'll be watching for our uh, push-up challenge for... Uh, who the three people you and I are going to nominate in the push-up challenges, and we'll have to tag Scully. And I like your chances on the push-ups a lot better than mine. Have a great weekend, Bob, and stay safe. Thank all of you for listening, and uh, stay safe out there, and stay sane, and uh, try to be happy in these crazy times. We will get through the other side. We will put the ball on the ground a lot sooner than you think. we got to stay optimistic. Science maybe figures this one out for us. Come on, science. You've done a lot out there. You can fix my heartburn. You can certainly fix this. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos. Meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.
This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we are deep into the second hour. What a, a, a great conversation with Executive Director Mike Kelly of, of Golf Ontario. And uh, boy, this is just going to be changing by the week. I, I've just got the feeling that every week we do GTC, this is just a moving target. So we'll be jumping in with our, our, our leaders in the golf community almost weekly here on Golf Talk Canada as we try to figure out uh, these waters and... Uh, Boy, the world will never be the same. Uh, welcoming in now to the program, uh, master producer Adam Scully joining us for a little Scully time. Skulls, uh, before we get into uh, all of this here with you today, just want to thank you. Uh, great job on the video podcast. We jumped in. You know, Mike Kelly brought in that Zoom uh, video conferencing there on, on, on the back end of his last segment. And you stumbled across this a couple of weeks ago and figured out a bunch of different things you could do with it from a production, uh, production standpoint and then stole some elements from our weekly TV show that is on hiatus. And we got a tremendous response from our first ever video podcast. So, so thanks so much. Well done. And, uh, it's kind of filling a bit of a hole for us here in the Golf Talk Canada family. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, boys. Uh, you know, just trying to do my best. I mean, this is certainly uh, some unprecedented times, as we talked about uh, on TV a few weeks ago and last week uh, on radio, and anything I can do to help. And I, I know our listeners, uh, you know, want something to go to. As I mentioned on uh, when I hosted on television a few weeks back, people use sports as an escape. Uh, and right now, unless you're watching old reruns on Golf Channel of Open Championships, which I have been doing, uh, there really isn't any sports to watch uh, on TV. So I'm just trying to do my best uh, for Team Golf Talk Canada here. We'll have a weekly video podcast uh, going out on tsn.ca uh, every Wednesday. So watch out for those. And you will see some more of those TV elements coming up uh, in next week's show and in future shows as well. All right, Adam, our audience is screaming for two more things right now. Tighter Just shirts two? and more, uh, uh, yep, t- tighter <laughs> shirts and more Adam Scully fitness videos. So what, what can we expect? I just, you tease the audience like that. The younger female demographic goes through the roof and then, uh, and then no more. So we need some more of those. Come on now. Well, okay. So in, in the first video I released, uh, I believe it was on Wednesday, uh, I gave two exercises that are great for warming up. If you didn't see it uh, online, you can go on Golf Talk Canada's Instagram, uh, mark your Instagram or Golf Talk Canada Twitter. Uh, I gave two exercises which uh, really open up your back uh, and, and the back of your shoulders and your pecs, which are really good just before going out to play golf. I actually do these two exercises every time I go out to play golf, about you know 30 minutes before or so. Uh, coming up probably either later today or tomorrow, I'll do some more uh, opening up your hips, which are crucial uh, for the golf swing, especially because people listening uh, in the GTA have been in off-season, and you don't really use those golf muscles too often, and these will be a couple of uh, exercises that you can open up your hips, open up your back, get a little more 
uh, flexible. As for the tighter shirts, Mark, I'll continue to do as many push-ups I can on a daily basis. Uh, and maybe I'll have to put a shirt in the, in the dryer a couple times, too, just to make them a little tighter as well. <laughs> oh, Scully, you make me laugh. Uh, so I know that you've been uh, busy watching a lot of, uh, as you mentioned, golf on television. So here's yeah. the two. I want, to, I want you to give the listeners two things, two, bit of, okay. two bits of, of review here. What's the best golf, uh, historical golf thing you've seen on TV so far in this, uh, in this downturn or this isolation? And what's the best non-golf show you've been watching? Oh, historical. So I haven't... You know, stuff on TV, it hasn't been going too far back. Uh, for example, uh, two days ago on Golf Channel, they showed the final round of the 2014 Open Championship, so Rory McIlroy's last major championship. Always fun to go back. I like to go back and watch these things and see how they really played out, to see how close Sergio Garcia really got to his first major back in 2014, or Ricky Fowler in his run of four consecutive uh, top five finishes in the major championship season. It's always fun to look back and look at those. Yesterday was Jordan Spieth, his last victory uh, back in 2017 at the Open. It was awesome to go back and watch how that you know half an hour uh, transpired on the 13th hole when he missed the fairway by a good 100 yards and had to play that uh, kind of controversial drop and went on to win. Uh, the run he went on afterwards, uh, going birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie. Uh, pretty crazy to watch that for sure. Coming up actually in 20 minutes, uh, they're, they're going to be replaying uh, Tiger against Rory in last year's WGC match play. That'll be thrilling to watch uh, as well. But you mentioned uh, non-golf. Uh, I've actually been really on uh, the newsroom and the morning show uh, with the fam here uh, in Casa de Scully. I've really enjoyed both of those, um, especially working in the industry that we work in. Uh, it's it's a good uh, good way to uh, to kill some time. They're hour long episodes, so that's uh, what I've been doing uh, so far. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to your uh, recommendations and reviews here. One mo- one more for me is which which golf professional do you think has been the best so far? on uh, on social media Ooh, you know what i gotta say rory Patrick harrington's been pretty good Padraig harrington's yeah, been excellent Padraig harrington's been really good i i gotta give credit to rory though and we've mentioned this in the past you know three weeks or so during this covid 19 pandemic uh, speaking about it how rory mcelroy really is the number one ranked player on the golf course and the same can be said off the golf course and things he's done this week on social media he posted his entire workout on social media with videos on instagram he went live on instagram for an hour uh, earlier this week as well and gave some great insight he gave a tour of his office including all of the trophies he's ever won as a professional which has been excellent and as well uh, the peloton uh, all of those uh, challenges he's been doing. A pretty funny uh, moment as well when Lee Westwood posted a, a very brief video of himself uh, after doing the Peloton Challenge. It looked like uh, he was quite tired and looked like he was ready uh, for an ice-cold beverage at some point very soon. I just get the horrible feeling that no one's coming out the other side of this the same. You're either going to be in better shape than you went in, or you're going to be coming out looking yeah. like Homer Simpson wearing a muumu. That's that's <laughs> those are your two options as we uh, come out the other side of this. Now I hope Jamie Rydell's listening this morning because he'll appreciate this for you two gentlemen that have not seen King Tiger. 
or sorry, yeah. Tiger King. If you don't want to invest in the entire season, although I suggest you do, I like Rydell's play of just uh, binging all seven, eight hours in a row. Skip to episode five and just mm-hmm. watch five minutes of the funeral scene. It might be the best five minutes of TV really? you're going to see in the next decade. It is jaw-droppingly shocking that, <laughs> that these people <laughs> are real. I'll, I'll just tease you that, Adam, yeah. for sure. Um it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what people do with their time on this. I, I've got to figure out some indoor golf activities, guys, because the one area of the business side, you know, everybody's down. Everybody's trying to figure out what to do with their time. Everybody's uh, trying to figure out, you know, save their businesses. They're this, they're that. Our government has stepped in in, in multiple ways to help the, the, the community in so many different ways. The one part of the world that is... Oh, I don't want to say thriving, but stuff that we don't talk about right now, Adam, is have you seen like the the indoor putting mat market and the indoor mm-hmm. simulators and that this stuff's going through the roof. People are jumping all over it because they're, they're, they're trying to, okay, what am I doing the next 60, 90 days? Everybody's buying putting mats like they're going out of style. Yeah, 100%. I was going to mention that as well. You know, this is a great time to work on your putting stroke. If you have a relatively smooth surface in your house, uh, work on that stroke, whether you're doing the classic Zucchino, uh one-arm sort of cooch walk <laughs> grip, whatever you're currently working on. Also on social media, Bob was mentioning this earlier, but on social media, uh, Jerry D posted a video of his basement, uh, and there is a full-on golf simulator in that. So I'm reconsidering. You know, maybe an investment in the next couple of years of a simulator in Casa de Scully or maybe in the backyard, uh, that sort of thing. But I, I do have to say, uh, speaking of social media, there's been something going around uh, where people nominate each other to do 10 yes. push-ups. Uh, I was going to ask you about this. Yes, yes. So uh, a buddy of mine uh, who, who used to do some Olympic-level training uh, is a little more fit than the average human being uh, nominated me and he happened to do his video without a shirt on and did 50 push-ups consecutively which was kind of terrifying to watch uh i've nominated you two both for some reason instagram actually took down the stories but now they're back up so whatever instagram was thinking they are now back up so at some point today from both of you i'm looking forward to seeing uh 10 push-ups and maybe mark after you'll have a a glass of uh, brunello or that sandbagger uh that you had during your instagram live as well well, I'm going to tell you this, Adam. I'm going to tell you, I will do this uh, challenge. I will post it up and tag both of you guys. Okay. Uh, but there, it will not be shirtless. Uh, <laughs> because if I go shirtless right now, uh, the wildlife people are going to go upset that I'm keeping a bear indoors at, at my house. So that ain't, that ain't going to work. So I will, uh, but I'm going to do it, Adam. Now I got to tell you, I haven't done 10 push ups, not this year. I haven't done 10 push-ups the last decade, so this is going to be interesting to see. So, now, now, skulls, I we will recommend. I, I will recommend before doing those push-ups, do the two exercises that I uh, posted earlier this week. They will actually help you. Gotcha. I will do yes. it. Skulls, I will talk to you this week. Yep. We've got a video podcast that we're going to drop uh, Wednesday morning that will shoot Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Get the video podcast, tsn.ca, uh, Golf Talk Canada, YouTube, uh, great job. Thanks for jumping in. Stay sane. We didn't even get to your nacho time. I, I was jealous when I saw nacho <laughs> time last night. Say hi to your family for me, and we'll chat over the next few days, buddy. 
Will do. Thank you. And everyone, uh, try to stay as positive as you can and uh, take things one day at a time. Everything will eventually be okay. All right, there you go. We're going to get the tight shirts and the exercises going over the next couple of days. Adam Skelly on the Golf Talk Canada social media handles. On the other side, Bob and I will wrap up uh, today's show and let you know where you can get some Golf Talk Canada and Bob Week's content as this COVID-19 world continues. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Marcus Kino, Bob Weeks, as we are with Executive Director of Golf Ontario, Mike Kelly, who was kind enough to stay with us through a commercial break and remain on for a second segment as we were talking about the COVID-19 world and how it relates to the golf community. And you should say this, or I should say this off the top, at no time is anyone suggesting that the health and safety of Canadians don't come first and foremost. So let's be clear before people decide they just want to cause problems on Twitter, uh, the wonderful world of social media at times. No one's suggesting that whatsoever. But what I am suggesting is that there will be a gray area at some point. This is not going to go from black and white. And there is also a point where people's businesses and livelihoods, uh, they, they reach a line in the sand. And that's going to be, I think, the real challenging point, gentlemen, as to when golf plays a role, to Mike's point, and, and when golf might be a way to be a leader in this community. We had a Twitter poll yesterday. We asked our Twitter universe one simple question. If your province does not continue to legislate golf courses close, would you play golf under COVID-19 protocol? 77% of our audience said yes. Also, of the 23% that chose no, some of them were vocal and some of them were in that community of the age group of 65, 75 or older. older. So a, a very specific demographic for obvious reasons. Uh, Mike, this is going to be the tough part. This is going to be the challenging part for us as a golf community, for you as one of the leaders here in Ontario, and, and, and maybe even, you know, obviously Ontario is, is a leader when the whole continent looks to a place like Ontario where we have so many golf courses and players. How are we going to come out the other side of this? When is the right time to come out the other side of this? Well, that's a great question, Mark. Uh, but you do not have the uh, crystal ball on that one. But, you know, what, what I can tell you is that there will likely be, as there have been measures stepped up, you know, there's been more and more restrictive measures and, and precautions uh, been put in place, you know, specifically here in Ontario. And when we, when, when we start looking at the other side, it will likely be stepped back. So it won't be, and again, this is just my opinion, I don't think it's going to be, you know, all oh, the coast is clear, 
And, you know, we're going to be, you know, right back to where we were. I think it'll be gradual. Um, and I think the social distancing measures will likely be in place. Um, and I think it's important that, that uh, you know, we, we just, as I say, we do our part. And, and I think that there's, there's things that, you know, golfers, um, you know, and, and golf courses will start looking at um, in terms of how to protect everybody. Um, and it's, uh, you know, and, there, and there's actions that they can take that, uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've been certainly uh, made aware of that golf courses are looking at. So, and it's things like taking flags out, um, you know, no rakes and things, things of that nature. But again, uh, the, a lot of this will become, it will become clearer in the, in the weeks and months ahead. And we'll, we'll all know what we need to do, um, whether it's supporting the game um, with, with activities that, that, that we drive or what golf courses drive. Uh, because we know it's just it's uh, we're going to just have to uh, do things a little bit different. Now I, I know there's probably not much of an update you can give us, but I, but I'm assuming you've been in a lot of communication with our friends Scott Pritchard and, and PGA Tour Canada and our friends at Woodington Lake and the Ontario Open to keep an eye on this. Uh, obviously, as of right now, the Ontario Open is still a go, but that is a changing, fluid thing daily. Uh, have you? Talked about potential other dates other than July. What, what's the communication been like with PGA Tour Canada on Ontario Open? Yeah, you know, it's uh, they, we've had we've had a number of discussions with the tour. Right now, the Ontario Open is proceeding um, in late August. So it, it's uh, and that's also, as you guys know, part of uh, part of Open Week is the Ontario Disabilities Championship. So the, the, right now, those two events are going as scheduled. Uh, we will be again continue to monitor it with the tour. I think right now, you know, our friends at Golf Canada, I feel for them because, you know, with the next window of events on the PGA Tour schedule, uh, the Canadian Open, um, you know, is very close. And uh, I was hearing that the U.S. Open looks like maybe not officially yet, but postponed. So um, we've been continuing talking with with the tour um, and uh, together with our partners at Woodington Lake. So uh, not 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 uh, a material update on that one right now, but. You know, it's something that we're, like I said, we're monitoring. We're talking to the tour, um, and I, you know, I think when we start looking at uh, some of the restrictions around, bo- uh, you know, the border, a lot of, the, a lot, most, the majority of the people on, on PGA Tour Canada are actually from the U.S. So, uh, some challenges posed around uh, around that. But uh, um, you know, but we're hopeful uh, that uh, come end of August, uh, you know, we'll be staging that tour open again. Mike, what's what's it like for you? Trying to put this all together, I imagine. Give give us an insight of, of the last week for you, because I imagine it's <laughs> absolutely crazy with everything that's going and all the moving targets and things you've had to deal with. Well, you, you know, Bob, I you know you're so close to the sport, and you're you guys are both great friends to, to golf Ontario and, and golf in general, and you you can you can imagine that uh, um, you know we have a number of stakeholders. So you know I have a role, and we have a role to to deal with the provincial government and trying to work with them on these mandates coming and trying to pass them on to our members. And, um, you know, there's also our volunteers who play an unbelievable role in what we do and trying to make sure they're communicated with and they're updated, um, as well as, uh, you know, our, our industry partners. So it's, there's, a, there's a lot going on. Um, it's a little different on each front. Um, but as, as Mark said, uh, you know, there's two priorities that I think we all should – should um, you know think about in terms of as we move through this, and that's you know number one is our people, you know because at the end of the day they will get us through this 
um, and they were and they will ensure that when we get on the other side of this, um, that we continue moving uh, golf forward in a positive direction. So and that's you know our staff, you know our employees, both at our golf course, but also at the association level, um, our boards and and uh, everybody involved in the game. They are the people that make this game great, and they will be the same people that continue uh, to move us all forward together. So I think people are incredibly important. But communication, as Mark said earlier, is just, you know, these are things I can control. And that's, it's uh, like I said, you know, thinking about this from a positive perspective, I, we can control our communication and trying to communicate with all of our stakeholders. And that video I put out yesterday, a video message, again, just, I, you know, I, I want to be honest that it's not easy uh, for anybody. But, you know, we're trying to make the best of the situation as we can. We want to protect, you know, again, we want to protect our players, um, our volunteers, our stakeholders and our members. And, and like I said, do we just want to be to play our part uh, in, in the recovery? And, uh, you know, I think, again, I will also take the opportunity, Bob, to, to, make, to, to give a shout out to my, to my staff who are doing an unbelievable job. They are working remotely right now, but they're looking at different scenarios depending on when we will be back to the office and when golf courses are, are open again. And so that when, we, when we're ready to go here, uh, we can pick up and, and continue on. So it's, uh, I can tell you what, Zoom meetings are unbelievable. <laughs> so there's two things I've discovered, Zoom meetings and Tiger King. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show, but oh my goodness, I like I don't even have words, guys, for that. It's uh, it's taking up a part of my brain I didn't think would get taken up. It's uh, it's unbelievable, but uh, Zoom meetings have been fantastic for personalizing conversations and and uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week. But uh, like I said, we're doing the best we can with it. Mike, I just want to thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for your extra time. Uh, we had to reschedule our Can-Am Cup uh, for November with our friends at uh, Myrtle Beach. And uh, we're all hopeful that uh, we'll be at the other side of this by then and have a, another successful uh, Can-Am Cup. I feel horrible for the kids, uh, for the Can-Am matches, uh, because you don't get those ages back and you don't get those events back. And, and unfortunately, the Can-Am matches had to be uh, canceled as well the week before the, the Can-Am Cup. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting that back and going in November. And, and Mike, I, I'm guessing that this is going to be a monthly occurrence for you on Golf Talk Canada as we reach out to you and we reach out to Lawrence Applebaum at the national level uh, and and make sure that we keep these communication lines open. So thank you for your time, and we'll probably do this again in a few weeks as this, uh, this changes. Uh, so thanks again. Stay safe. You're doing a great job, and we appreciate you joining us this morning. Th- thanks, guys, and thanks for continuing to uh, keep the conversation going. I know you guys had to be creative in keeping this Uh, the the show on and uh, we all appreciate it and thanks for having me on guys mike kelly executive director of golf ontario he's doing a fantastic job and we're very lucky right now in canada to have uh, leaders uh in the right spots in our um, in our governing bodies and and our pga of canada and uh, uh, at all provincial national levels so Uh, Like Mike said, our people will pull us through this. That includes you, our listener, the golf community, Bob and I, all of us. We're in the same bucket together with everybody else. On the other side, Bob and I, Scully time. We'll jump in with Scully. Uh, What's he been doing? I know he uh, did some uh, very popular videos uh, for Scully. People are asking for more workout 
uh, related uh, videos uh, in the Golf Talk Canada community. So we're going to bug Adam about uh, uh, maybe uh, concentrating a little bit about that on the other side. He didn't know I was going to call him out on that. But uh, we'll get into Scully time next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Hour 2, the back nine, as Adam Scully would like to say, here on GTC Radio. And uh, we've got lots to get into here in Hour 2. And it's a, it's a touchy subject, really. And no one uh, knows what the right answers are. And, uh, and we're all trying to na- navigate ourselves through this COVID-19 world. And I think um, everyone being cautious and, and putting safety and health of, uh, of employees and workers and friends and family and, and everyone else first and foremost. Uh, but things as it relates to the golf world, as we've just heard in hour two, if you were listening, that, uh, you know, Adam Hadwin was you know, kind of outlined how he feels on a golf course and, and, and that if there's certain protocols in place that he feels very safe and, depending on what province and what state you live in, will you even have a choice? And depending on when the season starts, will you even have the ability to make that choice? And I want to thank our our next guest for, first of all, the support here on Golf Talk Canada and the partnership with Golf Ontario, because it's been a fantastic one. And and we continue to do great things for junior golf and, and build golf in the province of Ontario. A friend of mine, a friend of the show, and somebody who I'm sure is just uh, working a ton from home right now and dealing with a lot of uh, communications and messaging. And I'll say that, Mike Kelly, thank you. And also thank you for the communication and the constant flow and updates that uh, you and Golf Ontario have been on top of since this kind of whole thing unfolded. How are you holding up, my friend? Uh, Thanks for for having me on, guys. Uh, I'm doing just fine. Uh, There's, uh, you know, there's a challenge ahead of us and, uh, you know we're happy to to meet that challenge and uh um but uh you know it's uh there's there's lots to be positive about and uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on this morning so let's start there uh let's start with just the latest industry communication and the, and the latest communication that has come from Golf Ontario for our listeners that maybe aren't up to date on the last piece that was sent out as a as a, a province and as we relate to the rest of the country, where where are we right now with this current situation? Yeah, so I mean, I'll give you three updates. Obviously, first of all, from a government regulation perspective, uh, you know, most of uh, you know, at least those of your listeners in Ontario would know that you know, golf courses are considered non-essential businesses and therefore are closed for business currently for the next fourteen days. That being said, you know, superintendents um, 
you know, are considered property managers and therefore can take care of the assets, their, their golf course, and they can do so um, at the same time practicing proper social distancing. Um, so they can, they can cut the grass and take care of the property uh, during this time. Uh, you know, when we look at this from an industry perspective, uh, the stakeholders, you know, all of the, the, those associations uh, that uh, look after the sport across the country put out a message uh, earlier this week, an aligned message uh, to support everybody, uh, you know, that's, that's trying to do their part uh, to, uh, to, get, to get past this and, and be safe. And uh, so that message came from all the NAGA partners earlier this week. And then, and then yesterday, Golf Ontario um, you know, made it made an announcement and sent out a communication, and uh, and uh, we made some announcements that uh, you know it's difficult decisions when you have to postpone events, and, and I am bullish on on our ability to to try to reschedule these uh, when it is safe to do so. But we are unfortunately uh, having to postpone our Hall of Fame ceremony, which does happen in early May. Um, one of our most um, one of the the high one of the highest engagements, you know. Uh, competitions we have uh, on our calendar every year, which is which is actually our first event of the year, is our Better Ball, uh, which is always hosted at Oakdale, and uh, we're having to postpone that as well. Uh, and uh, our Junior Spring Classic, which is a our you know our opening junior event of the year um, at Wooden Sticks and on the May Long weekend, and that's being uh, postponed as well. So we also have a couple of match play events um, with our friends uh, on the on the southern. Uh, border in Michigan and in New York. So uh, those senior matches are also postponed. So we made those announcements yesterday. You know, they're difficult decisions, but we, we got to keep our volunteers and our players um, safe. And, uh, and so those decisions uh, were made yesterday and, and sent out. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're monitoring the situation and looking at some of our championships and, and qualifiers that happen um, in late May and into June. So we're monitoring the situation. It's not easy. But I think, you know, it's, it, what is um, really heartwarming is to see everybody pulling together, um, whether it's from an industry perspective, you know, whether it's just here in Ontario with our friends at Golf Canada. You know, we're, we're doing everything we can and just trying to make the right decisions as we, as we go through this. Uh, Mike, the one thing that you've done very well that I thought from the very beginning um, is, is you've taken a communication approach to this from the very beginning. And I know you've got a personal opinion somewhere in this. We all do. Uh, but boy, would I uh, have to struggle to figure out what that is. So I think that's a good thing. I think you have said, um, you know, we're going to align ourselves right now with, with the rest of the country and, and our government messaging. And you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to keep an open flow of, of communication. Uh, there's a lot of judgment going on right now with choices that people make and some of them justify. I'm not, I am not one to say that I'm, you know, never going to judge those people that were lining up at a video game store. I, fa- I found that just crazy and ridiculous that, that people would be, uh, ignoring the message from our, from our government and from our, our health and safety people to, to line up six inches apart at a video game store. Uh, so this is not that certainly. Uh, but for the one thing you've said is, you know, we're going to keep an open flow of communication and make sure that our golfers and our facilities have as much information as they can possibly have. And, and that's going to take one, one more step. You, you've got an exchange platform coming out. Can, can you let us know a little bit about that and who, who's involved in that? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, one of the, one of the, the key, um, drivers of our business moving forward is, is, is our strategic plan. And although we have a disruption right now and, and although, and although we are, are having to, you know, just, you know, work around this, 
we are still trying, you know, to be partner focused and, and working with our facilities to, to, as you said, provide them information and an opportunity to engage with golf course, golf course owners, PGA professionals, and it, whoever it, it might happen to be, um, those that are on the front line at the golf courses that serve the game. And, and so this was our way of continuing that communication and, and that engagement. And so this platform uh, will share best practices. There will be conversation threads on any number of topics, uh, but also the ability to share resources and you know, helpful links related to COVID-19 and, and trying to find you know, a hub for people to go to to find that. It will also include industry updates from our partners like the NGCOA, um, and superintendents and, and things and, uh, you know, associations like that. So it's just a, an opportunity, uh, to really try to play our part. And Mark, you know, that's what this comes down to. We're just trying to do our part. You know, it's, uh, if everybody does that, uh, then we'll get by this sooner rather than later. But, you know, I think what I think is important is that when we do, when it is safe, uh, to play golf again, you know, I really think golf can play a really important role on the road to recovery. You know, I, you know, we, we, there's so many people who have such a passion for the game, and and we put out a nice uh, little uh, communication along with my video yesterday, and it's just, you know, there's when it is safe to do so. You know, we can we can continue our passion for the game, and and I think golf, you know, is will will play a role in being part of that recovery. But again, only when it's safe to do so. All right, Mike. Sorry, I thought we might have Bob with us there. Bob uh, was with us, and unfortunately, Bob's connection dropped. So I will stay well, with you here. Now I'm, uh, I'm, oh, there he is, I'm Bob. You're back. Okay, jump in here with us, Week CB. <laughs> my connection's going back and forth, but uh, Mike. First of all, congratulations on everything that you and, and everybody has been able to do in in this situation, because uh, the amount of information that's come out of both Golf Ontario and and, and uh, uh, NGCOA and places. There's lots of resources there for courses looking for what to do. I know one of the most asked questions when you and I were chatting earlier in this week was um, with the non-essential business uh, stipulation that's put, put in by the Ontario government was how do you keep or are you allowed and how much are you allowed to keep your golf course, which is your asset, of course, um, up to at least an operating point where it doesn't just start to look like a hay field. And I know you went to bat for uh, for a lot of people to try and get that get some information on that and can you kind of update the courses and what what they're going to be able to do in this in this time of uh, of, of downturn yeah we, it was uh, certainly an effort um that all of the industry were trying to get clarification on and you know when the announcements go out they don't um, always have uh the details there was an 800 number uh that was eventually provided uh for facilities to call and try to get clarification on this but yes golf courses can their superintendents are considered property managers and so they can maintain the golf course, uh, their assets, as you said. And so long as they're proper, you know, practicing proper social distancing, they can continue maintaining the golf course. So that, as you said, uh, you know, the, the grass doesn't be, become hay. And, uh, um, and then we got a, another major challenge, uh, before the golf course is open again. So, uh, golf courses can absolutely do that. And, uh, we're happy to get that. We are happy to get that clarification. Uh, so golf courses can continue to do that while, uh, uh, the rest of us uh, await, you know, the time where we can play golf again. Um, what, what's the message for the golf course operator out there right now? The guy who's, you know, maybe trying to make a living or the private club that's got dues coming in and 
there's there's questions from the operational side of this, and I know that's you know golf golf Ontario has been trying to do as much as you can. But what do you tell those people who are um, looking at trying to make a living? It's I'm sure it's no different than than the rest of the country is going through in terms of businesses. But what, what's the word for them? Well, my word for them is this is a challenge. I mean, just you can look at it one way or the other, right, Bob? And I think the way I like to look at this and, you know, the the facility exchanges is one of the ideas that came for that, that this is a challenge. This is an opportunity um, because really what other choice do we have? And this is an opportunity to be innovative. And, you know, I there's a, a program that I'm aware of that uh, started in the U.S., but I know the, the owners are starting to, to look at this as an option when we can uh, get back to the golf course, and it's the adopting of the park-and-play program where, you know, they can accept payment online. Uh, there's no need to go into into the into the pro shop or the golf club. You know, I think looking at ways to be innovative, I was talking to the owner of Woodensticks where our office is, and, and you know, we, they're coming up with new ways of, of being able to make sure they're, they're, they're keeping their staff and employees safe as well as the golfers, but still having a meaningful and, and, and fun experience at the golf course. So I would... My, my word is, is to let's find best practices. Let's look at being you know, innovative um, and strengthening the game so that we're far stronger when we get through this. Um, and, uh, you know, and there'll be more ideas like this, but I think it's a challenge. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, you know, uh, and, and I like to look at it as, as such because, uh, you know, it's just it, it is a serious situation. And, you know, everybody needs to do their part. But I think as a as a golf business, uh, you know, I think the marketplace can be a it can be an opportunity uh, for for new ideas and and ways to when when ready to go that, you know, there will be health protocols that will still be in place. Social distancing uh, will likely still in place. So um, ideas like that, I think, might work. Uh, Mike, we're a little up against the clock here. Would you uh, be willing to stay one more segment with Bob and I? Because I think this is important, and there's some things we were unable to touch on. Can you go one more segment with us this morning? Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, guys. All, all, all right, great. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with a little bit of uh, uh, pick that up on the other side, uh, because we did get a poll result uh, from our listeners on how they feel about uh, to Mike's point about what happens when we come out the other side, because we're not going to come out all of a sudden and it's going to be high fives, hugs and kisses. We're going to come out the other side into a gray area with uh, with protocol in place. We also want to touch base with Mike about the Ontario Open, its position on PGA Tour, uh, Canada McKenzie Tour, uh, Can-Am matches were postponed, Can-Am Cup was postponed, so lots to get to with Mike Kelly, Executive Director of Golf Ontario. We're going to pick it up on the other side. This this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Uh, welcome back, Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino and Weeks, as we wrap up hour one, Bob Adam had so much to say there. I wish we had an hour just to talk about uh, Hadwin's opinions there. He scares me when he talks about putting a line through the year and whatnot, but he's a realist. I get it. 
He also feels safe on a golf course, and uh, that's going to be something that really dominates a lot of the conversation in hour two as Mike Kelly is coming up from Golf Ontario, and there's been some you know, communications from our governing bodies this week, and it seems to be changing, changing rapidly uh, as it goes. But the one thing there from a PGA Tour perspective is, you know, Adam's talking about the season as the golf season as it relates to PGA Tour members and PGA Tour professionals. But that is something that is very different than talking about what majors might choose to do and how they might, for lack of a better term, operate independently of what a season looks like on the PGA Tour. Yeah, now I've I have talked to a couple of people who told me uh, one very well connected who told me that the the ma- the people who run the majors, the golf associations, Augusta National, um, and the PGA Tour have been in regular conversations, and and he he was he described it as as often daily, sometimes two and three times a day, trying to put something together that that's good for everybody, and and I don't know if that's doable uh, because you've got basically. If you looked at the schedule last year, uh, you know, there was the FedEx Cup and then there was a week off and then there was tournaments right through until early December. So there's not a lot of places you can kind of shoehorn everything into and and have have them all have their own date. And when you start to get into the fall, um, you know, you're talking television conflicts as well. You're talking about less sunlight. So like a U.S. Open is played in June with a massive field, and they barely get done with, with all that sunlight. So now if you have that in September or October, you know, you're dealing with, with uh, time constraints, and maybe you have to make a smaller field. How do you qualify the people for the U.S. Open? Because the, the first you know, qualifying events are, are uh, not that far away, so they've already been postponed or canceled. But you know, just so many questions about, let alone just when you're going to play them, but how are you going to play them? Yeah, again, uh, area we've never been to. And this is going to dominate a lot of the conversation in an hour or two and how it affects you, the golfer in Canada. And more importantly, uh, for some of our viewers, uh, excuse me, listeners here in Toronto, uh, and Ontario, how it affects you in Ontario. Cause this is, this might be different province to province. We, we really don't know. So executive director of Golf Ontario, Mike Kelly is going to join us right off the top of hour two. So if you don't uh, listen to us in a market, where you get two hours of Golf Talk Canada. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. Go to tsn.ca uh, 1050. Look for Listen Live. You can listen to us online. Of course, you can always get the podcast on iTunes as well or go to our website at golftalkcanada.com. Golftalkcanada.com can direct you to everything and anything. Uh, and you're probably not going to want to miss this piece with Mike Kelly coming up. Also, as we quick, quickly wrap up hour one here too, Bob and I launched the first ever Golf Talk Canada video podcast this week. And Bob, we got some great reviews. People love it. It's available at tsn.ca. So go to tsn.ca for the Golf Talk Canada video podcast. And of course, you can always go to the Golf Talk Canada YouTube channel. Don't go anywhere. We're going to sink our teeth into this next. How it affects you how things might change. What do you think about the Ontario and Canadian golf season as it, as it is quickly moving upon us? And that's the other question here that nobody's asking. People are talking a certain way now. Guess what? It's six degrees in sideways rain. Will they be talking the same way when it's 26 and sunny? We'll get into it in hour two. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. 
always starts in the closet. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Still so much to get to this morning. Looking forward to our chat with Executive Director of Golf Ontario, Mike Kelly, as social media and the golf world is kind of lit up on COVID-19 and what, you know, what's the right thing to do? What's the responsible thing to do? Are you even going to have a choice to make uh, when the season comes upon us? Because right now you do not, um, depending on what province, obviously, that you live in and you're listening to Golf Talk Canada. Our friends in the U.S., very similar, depending on what state you're living in. So we'll get into that. We'll get to our Twitter poll results on what our audience is thinking coast to coast. But let's get back to some Olympic talk. Uh, Bob, Adam Hadwin, seven of eight cuts he's made so far this year on the PGA Tour, a second place finish early in the season at the Safeway. But Adam has really played very well, 38th in the FedEx Cup standing. Uh, he's just been solid, rock solid, really, all year. Not getting the win yet, but boy, it seems like every time uh, he puts the ball on the ground, he's there on the weekend. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, there were a couple things on his radar at the start of this uh, cal- not calendar year of this season. One was, of course, the President's Cup, which he made and played well in. Uh, and the second was the Olympics. And I think um, both those were, um, well, they've both been achieved, essentially. He did take a little bit of a slower uh, return to golf after the, the new year. Of course, he had a baby. So he hadn't played a ton um, early in the season here so far, but he was about to ramp it up. And, of course, he was going to be playing at Valspar, which is the site of his uh, lone PGA Tour victory, which always is nice to go back to a place you've won before, too. So um, Adam Adam is a very thoughtful guy about what's going on right now, and I think maybe having a new baby in the world kind of puts things into perspective for him and a little bit different, but he's uh, he's hanging out in Wichita at his in-laws' place, and um, and he's not playing much golf, as we found out. Yeah, I was. Uh, I saw Adam at the uh, Genesis, and uh, it looked like uh, he was out there just having a good time. He had a different bounce in his step, almost like golf was the furthest thing from his brain. That uh, now he is a new dad. So let's hear from Adam Hadwin and Bob Weeks. Adam Hadwin was uh, going to be going to the Olympics in Tokyo, but now, of course, uh, the Canadian Olympic Committee has decided they will not be sending a team. Adam, what's your first uh, reaction to the news of uh, of the COC? Um, and that they're taking the best interest in, in health and safety of their athletes uh, first and foremost um, over um, Olympic medals. Um, I, I, I'm not sure you could talk to anybody that would actually think that the Olympics would be going on as scheduled this year. Uh, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't seem feasible at this point. Um, you know, you've got uh, major countries across the world um, increasing cases every day uh, of the virus, and and really, there's uh, they really don't we don't have a handle on it yet. Um, and we're in what end of March now, um, without a handle on it. We're looking at weeks and weeks of, uh, if not months, a few months of before we actually are able to 
stop the spread and get a handle on things. And then we're looking at, you know, weeks after that of sort of the aftermath and, and what that means, uh, you know, just as a country and as a population, let alone the fact of, you know, athletes trying to train for uh, the biggest moment of their careers. So um, it's, uh, I think it was, it was bound to happen. The fact that uh, I mean at golf, I guess you can you can still somehow you can still train a little bit if uh, if not in the best ways. But for a lot of athletes, you know they just you know weren't even able to to train. How how um, how much does it put into perspective how hard that everybody works and tries to gear up and tries to peak at one exact moment, and how difficult it is to hear that kind of news for them? Yeah, it's it's incredibly difficult. I mean, I I, I can't imagine. Um, you know, what are, what's going through the minds of some of these athletes? You know, I, I say, I really do think that golf is in such a different position than most Olympic sports, right? We, I mean, we get to, um, you know, we play all year. Um, it's a way to make a living for us. And, and for a lot of us, it's a way to make a really good living. Um, you know, nobody's, nobody's, uh, you know, crying, crying for us right now, being off, not playing on tour. Um, but, you know, these athletes are, are, you know, have side jobs that they've probably been laid off from at this point to, to stay afloat and the small funding that they get from uh, the CFC and, and their sport to, to do what they love and, and compete for their nation. I mean, they, they're they kind of uh, up in limbo right now. I mean, you, you hate to think that, you know, a lot of these athletes might have one chance, um, if not maybe two at the most. And, um, you'd hate to think that even a year off could potentially hurt that athlete's chance of competing in the Olympics. And um, unfortunately, that's the reality that we're facing right now. And um, it's it would be extremely difficult to even put myself in that shoe. Um, you've you've looked forward to I know to being to the Olympics basically probably since the last one's end in, in 2016. Um, on, a, on a take the Corona part out of it, how how um, how much have you been looking forward to being an Olympian? And you still may be, obviously, next year, but how, how much looking forward to it have you been? Yeah, I was really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I was really looking forward to the experience and um, being a part of Team Canada. Um, you know, there's a lot of pride, I think, that we all take representing Canada every week on the tour and everywhere where we play in the world. And um, I was really, you know, I've, I've only been a part of a few teams. Um, there's not many um, I, I guess team competitions in golf, but, um, you know, just to be there, be around some of the best athletes in the world, um, to see how they go about their business and, and train for, you know, potentially, you know, like one huge week of the year and, and one, you know, you get one chance at the, the hundred meter sprint or you get one chance at your hundred meter swim and, um, you've got to be able to, to bring it for that one time. Um, that takes a special breed of athlete. I mean, that's, that's not easy to do. Um, we get, we get a chance every single day, every single week, um, to, to do what we do. So, um, just to kind of, to be around it all. I mean, I've never been a part of an Olympics. I've never gone to any Olympics, even when it was in Vancouver. Um, I didn't go watch any of it, um, or any of the events. So, I was uh, I was really looking to, looking forward to to kind of being a part of everything that the Olympics be uh, that the Olympics is 
and then, you know, obviously competing for my country as well. Um, looking forward uh, a little bit with, with that decision made, what are your odds on things like the RBC Canadian Open or even the U.S. Open? I have a hard time seeing us playing golf. Um, I was just talking to Jess this morning, honestly. I mean, I feel like I'm being somewhat optimistic in that we probably just shut down the rest of the season and don't, and don't even, don't even try and start until the new season in September. Um, it's just hard to, you know, when you're talking, um, you know, events of magnitude, um, you know, I was just reading Jason Logan this morning talking about the Canadian open and, um, and is shut. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say, I don't know what the weather's like right now. Um, snowing in Toronto. There, what, yeah. Well, whether I guess it, whether it be open or not open, regardless of, of what's going on, but, um, you know, there's structures to be built. I mean, I'm sure there's some already, but there's a lot of logistics that have to go into that event. And when there's so much uncertainty surrounding what's going on in the world right now, you know, you have to make decisions quite a ways out. And if you're making decisions a ways out, you're, you're definitely saying no, (laughs) um, at this point, um, you're taking, you're going to err on the side of caution and, um, you know, all of the advice and the data and and all that from the experts. I mean, it's, it's still going to get worse before it gets better at this point. And, um, so, you know, that's, that's first couple weeks of June. I mean, I got to imagine that, you know, we're probably going to be in this situation for, you know, another eight weeks, maybe another couple months. So now we're looking at, that's what, the beginning of May-ish, or end of May, I guess. Um, so beginning of June, and then, like I said, sort of the aftermath and, and everything that goes on after that. I mean, you know, business has been shut down. People have been laid off. I mean, what, is, what does that all entail? And, you know, how much, I mean, there's so many unknowns. Um, so if we're looking at canceling stuff into into mid-June now, um there's really only a month and a half left of the season at that point for us as golfers um, for this current FedEx season. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, at that, at that point, is it like, okay, well, is it worth it? Um, have you, uh, have you swung a golf club at all in the last little while since you left the players? I have not. Um, I'll be it for like four swings when I put the net up in our garage um, <laughs> just to, just to see if it could handle a golf ball um, that wouldn't go through into the wall. But um, I have not. Um, it's also been a little chilly here in Wichita. If I was in Phoenix, it might be a different story. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, we're just, you know, I, I mean, again, this, there's so many unknowns. And, um, you know, I'm kind of, I, I find it really difficult to, to kind of get motivated and to get going when I don't really have anything to work for yet. Um yeah, I, I, it's for whatever reason, I'm just that type of person, you know, especially when I get out of routines of being on the road and practicing and playing and being in the gym and stuff. So, um, you know, it, it's supposed to be a little bit nicer. The golf courses are still open here. I'll probably go to the golf course. You know, I know some people will disagree with that decision, but, um, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't, you know, 
as much as people say you should stay inside 24 seven, I'm out for a walk with my dog right now. So, um, (laughs) you know, I I mean, I'm taking every precaution that I can. We're not, you know, uh, outside of a, a trip to the grocery store and sanitizing as much as possible and all that. I mean, we're really not leaving the house. So, um, but to me, I mean, you go to the golf course. I, I mean, if I play by myself and I walk and and all and um, don't touch walk the flag. Hands and yeah, you know, just I mean, they're you know, I mean, the club here is obviously taking every step possible. You know, they've taken rakes away. They've um, you know gone to minimal staff. I mean, I think the, the club is essentially just operating as a pure golf course at this point. Um, yeah, and and I wouldn't be, and I want to say I wouldn't be surprised to see, um, to see them operate without any staff, even like you know, it's it's a it's a it's a private club which helps, and um, you know, members only, and you show up and you can go play, and you don't need to check in and just go. That's it. You know, you don't even have to see anybody. So, um, walk off eighteen into your car and home. Yeah, I mean. You know, if I'm going to walk, if I'm going to walk around the golf, I could potentially not have any contact with anybody. You know, so um, if I'm if I'm doing my part and I'm, you know, making sure that you know I'm like I said doing my part not to not to spread it and sanitizing and washing and you know I'm only touching my stuff. I don't you know I I don't see how that really if if it you know mentally helps people. I don't see how that hurts i just think people have to take ownership and be smart um you know and and part of the problem that we have i think is that you know people make recommendations and and the government makes recommendations and people just don't listen and they don't they don't use their head and and um and and think smartly you know and they just had to they they closed the you know they finally closed the beaches in vancouver um, from what I was reading, because people wouldn't stay home and they wouldn't stop going to the beach because it was nice. Out. I mean, I get it. Like, go to the beach, but go with a friend or go with one family member and stay away from people. That's all you need to do. Right. But exactly. but you know, a few people a few people ruin it for everybody else, and now everybody cries foul. It's, I mean, it's just exactly. you know, it's like definitely a difficult time and uh, a lot of uh, people have to say they have to take ownership of it uh, listen uh, thank you for your time as always I'm, I'm sure it's disappointing but uh, hopefully you'll uh, next year get a chance to, to be that Olympian and uh, everything settles down a little bit and um, and uh, stay safe out there thank you you too Bob Bob and Adam Hadwin boy there's so much that we could get into there Bob let's get into it a little bit on the other side we're running a little late we got to go to break but uh Adam's had a lot to say and um uh, you know he's echoing a lot of the opinions of, of a lot of golfers in, in this province I- as well he also said some things there that just make me cringe the thoughts of putting a line through this season or how does the PGA Tour coexist with a major schedule? Because although the majors are a part of the PGA Tour season, the majors are going to operate themselves and potentially uh, bump up against what might be the start of a new PGA Tour season. This is uh, uncharted water, so much to get to. Let's take a quick break, and maybe we'll let you on this a little bit on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. 
Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC Zucchino Weeks with you here in Hour 1. Adam Scully going to join us in Hour 2, but we've got a few uh, people to hear from this morning. Bob, you had an opportunity to speak with Elena Sharp and Adam Hadwin. We're going to hear your interview with Elena Sharp first. Set it up for us here. Uh, I guess, uh, how far after the Olympic announcement was this interview with Elena? Did you have a chance to touch base with her? This was basically the morning after the announcement had come out that uh, they were going to postpone the Tokyo Olympics. And uh, both Adam and Elena, of course, are, are essentially locks to be on the team when the Olympics do occur, uh, whenever that is. We're thinking in 2021. And, uh, and they had, you know, I think they both understood it. They had some different reactions. It was, um, I think Elena was a little more surprised at it, perhaps, than, than Adam was. I think, I think both more or less assumed it was going to be um, it was going to be, it was going to happen that way. And, and don't forget, this is essentially when, this is not so much when the Olympics were canceled. These, these interviews were done after Canada came out and announced that they wouldn't send their team to Tokyo, regardless of the, the actual cancellation or postponement of the Olympics came a little bit after. So, um, both, both very proud to be going to the Olympics, Elena for the second time and Adam for the first. Well, when they do decide that uh, the Olympics will take place in, in 2021, they will be representing Canada, as you said. Let's hear now from Bob and Elena Sharp. Elena Sharp was going to be going to her second Olympics, and she probably still will. We just don't know when that is actually going to take place. Uh, Elena, thanks for joining us. And um, what's, your, what's your feeling about the announcement that the Canadian team will not be going to the Olympics? Honestly, I was a little bit shocked to get the email last night. Sarah and I just finished a mountain bike ride and um, read the news and was a little crushed by it. But then after, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, I really thought about how proud I am to be a Canadian and have the Canadian team really take a stand um, and hopefully open the IOC's eyes to really what's going on and that it's kind of almost impossible for the Olympics to go on as things are rapidly evolving here in North America. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a, um, a, a mixed sense of feeling, isn't it? On one hand, as you said, you're disappointed, but it's hard not to be kind of sympathetic considering everything that's going on here. What, what, uh, what does being an Olympian mean for you? I think uh, it's an honor to be an Olympian, and um, I think that's why I was crushed to hear the news because obviously I want to go again, and I really hope that they do postpone it to next year. Or, I mean, I think what Team Canada said is it needs to be postponed a year or else they're not sending athletes. So um, if they don't and it's canceled altogether, that would be really devastating 
Um, and then the next Olympics, I'd be 43 years old. So not to say that I can't stay competitive, but uh, my shot's now. So I really hope that the IOC makes the right decision. And I, I would assume other countries are going to follow suit. Australia did after Canada announced. So we'll see in the next couple weeks. Um for golfers, obviously, you had a long season. You got major championships. You got lots of tournaments to play. But for a lot of other Olympic athletes who are, say, sprinters or gymnasts or swimmers, this is sort of the pinnacle that one chance, and they train for a long time to get to that point. Can you sympathize with what they are going through as well? You know, that's a really good point because, um, yeah, I'm fortunate. I get to play golf every year, all year long, and. Some of these um, athletes, yeah, they only need to, yes, they have their competitions, but the Olympics is their major. And, yeah, I feel really horrible for all the athletes that are affected by this. You train so hard for four years to get ready, and then, you know, this has been a horrible start to 2020 with the pandemic. And let's just hope that um, all these athletes that work this hard are going to have a chance to actually show off their talent. What's uh, what have you been doing in this downtime? Now I saw one picture I think where you were playing golf, carrying your bag and keeping your distance, obviously. But uh, what, <laughs> what's been the uh, what's been the the plan for you and uh, and Sarah in this weird situation of times? Well, here in Arizona, I mean, we are saying social distancing, and people are doing it to a certain extent. But the golf courses are still open, so I've been practicing and playing. Um, the gyms are finally closed, so we've, we've been working out at home. We have a bunch of gym equipment now, so I need a place to store it all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've been working hard on my games still because the golf course is open. been playing some games with some of the members. Um, and then in the event that there is a shutdown here, I did get a hitting net and hitting mat uh, last week just in case so I can hit balls either in my garage or in my backyard, and then I have a putting mat in my office. So um, staying, you know, staying with it and not taking too much time off so I'm not too rusty when we do get to play again. What, what If you were to guess right now, what would you say? Is it going to be July, August? <laughs> Any guesses? I really hope June, honestly. I mean, obviously I'm super hopeful that we get to play in May, but I just think that's, kind of not realistic with you know the cases surging here in the u.s this last five or six days and our tour is now in the u.s for the next few months so yeah i'm hoping june i mean i really hope that we get to start playing soon and we don't lose too many more tournaments um you know obviously same with the men's side majors are coming up and it gets hard to fill in the gaps uh, as, as we go because we do have a lot of tournaments scheduled for uh, June, July, and August. It's it's a for the men. You know, the men make a pretty good living at doing what they're do, doing. At least the top men. But for you and and a lot of the LPGA Tour players, it's uh, it's not that lucrative. And if you're missing all these tournaments, I guess the, there's a financial sting, isn't there? Oh yeah, I definitely. Um, we'll be feeling the financial sting a little bit after a couple months. Um, I'm fortunate that I have great sponsors, but a lot of tour players don't. And the younger rookies and 
people that have been out on tour for only a couple of years, I feel like they're going to feel it more than veterans and um, yeah. people that are fortunate to have great sponsors. So, yeah, it, it, it's definitely harder for the women than the men. Um Let's just hope we get back to playing golf soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, stay safe. Uh, stay, keep your distance, and uh, and we'll check in with you soon. Definitely. You too, Bob. Thank you. That was Elena Sharp with Bob Weeks. And, and Bob, a couple of things I take from that interview. And, uh, you know, Elena's 39, and she spoke of, you know, her opportunity to be in the Olympics now and and how – when you get to that certain age, not that she can't stay competitive to her point, but that window starts to close. Uh, the financial burden, not that, you know, Elena has been out there a long time. She's got a great career earning. She's got great sponsors, she suggested. But there are players that just got out there. And, and, and just like the uh, Corn Ferry Tour and other tours, with the exception of the PGA Tour, you've taken these people's uh, livelihood away from them. Uh, May 14th, the Pelican Women's Championship is the next event on the LPGA Tour that is yet to be postponed, you've got to think that that is uh, probably not going to happen. KPMG Women's PGA Championship, Bob, is June 25th. That is the last week of June for the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. I got to think, best case scenario, they're playing golf there. Likely that gets postponed as well. What do you think? Yeah, I, I tend to believe you with you. I, I got to admit, over the last, over the course of this week, my um, optimism for when we'll return is, is <laughs> lessened. And, uh, you know, when you hear things about the U.S. Open in mid-June, looking for possible new dates, you hear something about the Open Championship maybe looking for a, a different date. So I know these are these are preparations and these are things that you have to do, contingency planning. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's getting less and less... Uh, it's, it's getting more and more difficult to, to, to be optimistic about when we'll return, uh, that it'll be sooner rather than later. And, and as you said, you know, it's, there's a lot of people who get affected by this. We know that in, look, in society right now, there's, there's people who are, you know, millions of people now looking for work and stuff. But just to look at the golf picture, you've got all those players. You've got, don't forget all the caddies who are out there uh, looking for, for stuff. All the people who in... Uh, we'll get into this a little bit with Mike Kelly, obviously, all the people who make their living at golf running courses and things like that. But in terms of tournament golf, yeah, it's uh, the longer this goes, the tougher it's going to be for more people. And we'll pick this up again uh, with another conversation with Adam Hadwin, who uh, will represent Canada on the men's side when the Olympics decides uh, to go in 2021. And Adam Hadwin, obviously, a few, was playing very well uh, so far on this PGA Tour season, as a lot of Canadians were. So on the other side, we'll hear from Bob and Adam Hadwin. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. 
And good morning, Golf Talk Canada. Zakino at his home studio. Bob Weeks at his as we bring you another live and new edition of Golf Talk Canada. That's the good news. But more weird news this week coming out of the golf world. We're going to get into it all this, uh, excuse me, this morning. We're going to have a great jam-packed show for you. Before we get to that, let's bring in Bob Weeks. Bob, good morning, my friend. Uh, I have one question for you immediately out of the gate that uh, all of our listeners are desperate to know, me included, how was the lasagna last night? <laughs> uh, it was spectacular. So uh, we there's a... a bunch of restaurants of course that are closed for you can't go and dine there but you can go and pick it up where they'll deliver for you and uh, we did that for one of our restaurants up the street here called Quantabasta which I, I didn't know but apparently is part owned by Thomas Caberlet the uh, ex-Toronto Maple Leaf or the former Toronto Maple Leaf I guess and uh, it was great we we supported our local restaurant and we had a lovely dinner and um, we probably got enough for leftovers for the next two or three days because they sent over a huge <laughs> pan so but it was pretty awesome pretty awesome and I'm and this is uh, I'm hoping everybody listening is you know if you're able and you feel safe to to lend some support to uh, to your local local restaurants or your local markets or whoever's there out there that needs maybe a little bit of help now, have you jumped into Tiger King yet? I, I want to know what you're binge watching. Uh, Mrs. Golf Talk Anna and I ripped through Tiger King uh, this week, and uh, you couldn't invent these people. If you put the best TV writers in a room, the most imaginative minds around a table, and said, come up with it, this is the storyline we're looking at, they'd all look at each other and say, no way, that's unrealistic, nobody's going to believe that, and they, they'd light that script on th- fire and throw it out the window. But it's real. It's true. Have you have you caught this yet? Have you seen this? This Tiger King's taken over the world. We haven't. We've just finished up something called The Five, which is uh, Harlan Coben. If you know him, he's an author. It's a it's a series based on something he did, and that one was finished up last night. Although we sort of the way we watch things, we get started too late, so we'll put an episode on and then we'll kind of fall asleep, <laughs> and then we have to go back and sort of <laughs> pick it up in the middle. So it took us a little longer to get through that, but. Uh, our good pal Jamie Rydell, who is uh, is uh, under obviously a great binge watcher, he watches lots. He said that he watched it and basically did it, I think, in one sitting. It was so entertaining and so intriguing. <laughs> I love that. I can't. So I don't know what that is. Seven or eight hours in a row. <laughs> oh yeah, it's about seven eight hours in a row of the greatest misfit uh, circus you've ever seen. It's uh, it's unbelievable. You're gonna have uh, to watch it. So. All right. Well, we got a, we've got a busy show. We, you know, you were out there this week, uh, grabbing reaction, Olympic reaction from some of Team Canada. Uh, Elena Sharp. We're going to hear from her in hour one. Adam Hadwin in hour one. In the second hour, Mike Kelly, executive director of Golf Ontario, is going to be with us as more communications and um, more statements and changes to. Uh, COVID-19 and how it may affect the golf world came out again this week. And we'll we'll get to the latest with that and, and Golf Ontario's current position uh, with the COVID-19 environment. We'll get to Adam Scully in hour two. Lots to get to here. We did a Twitter poll as well regarding this. And uh, we have our results from our two-day Twitter poll uh, on how Ontarians uh, golfers feel uh, about COVID-19 and, and the possibility of courses being open or closed. So we'll jump into that as well. Before we get to any of that, let's get to some news and headlines. 
News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. Well, Bob, you came out with a story uh, just over a day ago uh, regarding what a potential PGA Tour schedule would look like. And, you know, there's been some lot of banter back and forth in this and uh you know i was going back and forth on uh, online the other day with our friend rick young coming out with outside the box crazy ideas of what rbc could do if our canadian open was canceled as or postponed as opposed to just squashing it uh finding imaginary dates for events just might have got harder if the story out of the new york uh times uh suggests that the U.S. Open, excuse me, New York Post, thank you, suggests that the U.S. Open now uh, might be canceled. And the thing that confused me the most about this announcement, Bob, and I'm guessing it's because, and it's not even an official announcement yet, it's a story, as as you know, that broke. What confused me about it is it's postponed, but it seemed to me like like the story kind of leaked that they're not looking at a different location. So if they're not considering different locations, man, did the window just narrow on a postponement date. Yeah, so from you know from what we've been able to tell that the U.S. Open is not going to go ahead, and there's a couple of reasons. Primarily is that, in, of course, New York State, which is one of the hardest hit by the coronavirus, is there's a, a non-essential uh, work restriction. So you know they can't build the grandstands, they can't build all the things, the infrastructure that you need um, for for a U.S. Open. And I mean, it's the same thing that's happening for the RBC Canadian Open, which I'm sure we'll get into later in the show. But um, right now, it just does not look like they're going to be able to have that, even if the even if the the bans or whatever you want to say were were lifted. But um, but I think the rumor, the latest rumor that we were I was hearing overnight is that they may move that to September and they may change the site. They may move it to Oakmont because that's one of the t- few courses that perhaps in Pinehurst where you could probably go in there and in very short order set things up and have a course that would be ready and capable of hosting uh, a tournament like this. So, you know, there's all sorts of stories out there. Um, I'm reading, (laughs) you're trying to figure out and put a calendar together of where all the the tournaments are going to go and the majors and whether the Ryder Cup is going to be postponed for a year. I heard one the other day that said the Masters may be in November. Uh, So so it's... um, it's not easy, and, and the fact that there's no idea when this, any of the restrictions are going to be lifted uh, makes it near impossible to kind of put things on a, on a calendar. Yeah, and, and I, that's the first I've heard now talking with you. The, the story I read suggested that they wanted to keep it in, in uh, upper New York State and that they weren't considering other venues. So the fact that they are considering other venues might give them a little bit more flexibility, certainly to your point there. Uh, with essential services, essential businesses not being able to operate. We don't know um, what other parts of the country are going to be under that same guideline. We don't know where this thing is going. We're hoping it's going to get better at some point. Obviously, at some point, we got to come out the other side of this thing, but we don't know when that is. Uh, and I'm just uh, curious, as, like a Pinehurst would certainly give them a little bit more flexibility in terms of timeline and weather if they were looking for dates other than that September date. Uh, obviously, you can play golf in Pinehurst year year round. Sometimes not the best golf. It can get really cold in North right. Carolina after the middle of November, but at least they keep the courses open. So we'll definitely have to keep our eye on that. And speaking of schedule changes, this is obviously uh, affecting the Olympics, which has been officially postponed, which is uh, what we're going to get into a little bit, I'm sure, with Elena Sharp and Adam Hadwin. But 
but now the Evian Masters has slid into that position on the schedule that would have been Olympic week for the LPGA Tour. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody's trying to try figure things out, and I guess if there is a bright side to the Olympics being canceled is that it opens up time on both the PGA Tour and LPGA Tour's schedules. You can slot something in, and there was some talk that uh, the PGA Championship might take that week. It's the first week of August on the men's tour, and on the women's tour, of course, they're trying to push push theirs in, but it would be, be very crowded, um, very crowded on the LPGA Tour in terms of big tournaments, but I think that's going to be the norm going forward. You'd have... I think three majors within six weeks. Uh, also included in the, along that same timeline would be the CP Women's Open out in Vancouver, which is as close to a major I think as as you can get without being actually being one. So, um, you know, but that's that's going to happen everywhere now in every sport. You're going to have all your big games. I mean, October when this thing lifts, if it's if the timeline is whatever it is, let's say October November, man, we're going to have a a lot. We're all going to be self isolating again because there's going to be so much great stuff on television to watch. <laughs> we're also going to have the shortest, craziest golf talk Canada TV season in the history of mankind. We're going to have <laughs> 60 days of nonstop major coverage. Is what probably what it's going to feel like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, speaking of the uh, the Olympics, I was uh, interested, you know, in how this was going to work with the Olympics being postponed. Uh, would they open up or elongate the qualification window? What is going to happen here? Um, it, it broke this week that athletes who uh, would have qualified for the original date will maintain their spots through the postponed date, which I think is the right thing to do here. I think you have to, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no easy answers on how you figure out uh, what's going to happen going forward. But as far, as far as the Olympics, yeah, I think people should keep their spots. But there's a lot of sports outside of golf, obviously, where people haven't even qualified yet or their qualifications or their uh, opportunity to qualify for their sports you know, has, have been put on pause. So I'm not sure what they do in that situation. But uh, in golf, it certainly seems that uh, you just kind of keep moving forward with what you got. And again, that, that whole you know qualification applies to things like the FedEx Cup or um, you know, the, whether you're going to retain your privileges for next year, a top 125, uh, how do you do that? How do you sort that out? So there's a, there's a lot of questions at this point that just don't have answers. So what you're saying, Bob, is I still have a chance with the floor routine and ball and ribbon, that that window's still open for me, yes. is what you're saying. I, I got it. I, I know you've you. been working so hard on that. I know you've been working <laughs> so hard on that. And just got to stop dropping the ribbon. That's it. <laughs> I hung myself with it by accident the last time. I had to be cut out. I had to be cut loose. It was very dangerous. Uh, and in some sad news, and sad news in the sense that nobody ever wants to, to lose their home and, and, and lose their possessions, but thank God nobody was hurt. Davis, loves, uh, Davis Love the Third lost his home uh, the other day in, in a fire in uh, St. Simon's Island. Uh, b- bizarre news, but uh, thank God nobody was hurt, Bob. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly not what you want to have anybody go through at this time uh, of their lives. But yeah, there was a pretty severe fire. I guess it burned the whole thing down. And Davis and his wife were in the house at the time when it started. They got out, though. So that's that's good. But of course, you know, you lose all your possessions. You lose all your memorabilia. You lose all sorts of things that are important to you in, in something like that. But but as you said, the most important thing is that they're both safe. The whole family is safe. And, um, you know, it's not... There's no good time to lose your home, but this certainly is uh, is an added burden on uh, on anybody that has any kind of tragic troubles like this at this time. Have you been down there, Bob? Have you seen what they've built uh, there where they have the RSM 
classic in, in that community down there. It is unbelievable. Yeah, I've never been there, and I, I know there's a ton of pros who live around that area, so it's... Uh... It's it's a little it's a little bit like Phoenix or Jupiter, you know. You have a gaggle of pros all playing at the same clubs, and um, but it it just strikes me as being very very beautiful when and very uh, just a real nice spot to live when you're uh, when you see it on television. Yeah, it, last year I got to do uh, radio there for the first time for PGA Tour Radio, and I was just blown away. I was just shocked at, at just how beautiful it is, and the money they spent on uh, on that resort is just it's ridiculous uh, the pro the, the pro shop that they built just for the driving range is one of the greatest clubhouses I've ever seen it's just uh, it, it is a, a, a would be an incredible spot for those PGA tour players to hang their hat it's quite the spot okay on the other side we're going to chat with Elena sharp Bob had the opportunity to catch up with Elena. Also, Adam Hadwin as well. We're going to hear from in hour one. And what are they doing currently with their time? Their thoughts on the Olympic postponement date. We're going to get to it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf.